Welcome to the Honey Drop, your all-access pass for the Brampton Honey Badgers. My name is Andrew Damelin. Today we are outside of Sheridan College. It's a beautiful day to talk basketball with a two-time guest now, the second two-time guest. The first is your old head coach, Ryan Schmidt, but today's guest is East St. Louis, Illinois' finest, Jeremiah Tillman. Jeremiah, how are you? I'm good. How are you doing, boss? I'm good, man. Thank you for doing this once again. And so the last time we did this, we went on the journey yeah. of your life growing up in East yeah, St. Louis and then going to Missouri. I and I want to pick up where we left off from our last conversation. Yeah. That was June 16th, 2022. And I feel like a lot, of ha- a lot has happened yeah, since that's, that's one of the things <laughs> that happened. Now, before we get to that, and I definitely do want to get to that, just a couple weeks later, you headed off to Summer League mm-hmm. to get your, your, bite, your, your, your bite at the NBA yeah, exactly. with the Magic. Uh-huh. And I was just looking at the three games you played, not the most amount of minutes, yeah. but there was one game against OKC. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think you remember it well. Um, now, you played 12 minutes in that game. You go three for three from the field, four free throw attempts, two rebounds, one steal, four personal fouls. Can you, can you take me into the mindset of a guy in summer league trying to get that contract in limited minutes when you're checking in late in that game, yeah. what what's what have you what's prepared you for about, that? It's all about opportunity, to be honest. Um, it's like 20 guys on a roster at summer league. Everybody out there trying to trying to get a job. So like, you got to be ready regardless if you last minute of the game, first minute of the game. And as a basketball player, we we just know that. And being on that top level and being in that like in that scenario, you gonna you don't care what if you get 30 seconds, you are gonna go hard and try to try to play as hard as you can play. But, I mean, the opportunity is there once you get in the game. So, like I said, like my thing is always just let the game come to me. So, I ended up getting that though, that 12 minutes. I didn't think I was going to be able to play that long, to be honest. But I got that 12 minutes, and I just ran with it. <laughs> You're playing with some good players, too, with yeah, uh, right. Xavier Simpson. That's what helps. Like, playing with other players, that's good. It's, you know, that, that, that makes you look good. So, so Xavier Simpson, like, he kind of buried the Raptors 905 mm-hmm. um, a few months later. <laughs> Now, I remember that too. Um, but but playing with him, such an unorthodox style from him, you know, in that limited time where you're trying to like develop something, develop some chemistry with your with your exactly. teammates, um, how'd that go? Me as a big man, every team I play for, I try to build a great relationship with my point guards, just just for a good thing for me and him to so just make each other look uh, look better on the court, and having a good relationship with your point guard is. You know, a key so you can get the ball. So, <laughs> so but, I mean, we, we also we like we knew each other before just being in summer league. So we was uh, off the court. We would like go get food together and stuff like that. So that was cool. Yeah, he's got this game. He had this sky hook yeah, against the sky you guys. Yeah, 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 yeah. He had the game winning nice. three. Not to bring up bad memories, but that's that, no, that's him though. That sky hook is him. Um, and you're, you're you're playing against yeah. Josh Giddy and Chet yeah, Holmgren. So you're playing too. against some. High level competition. Yes, sir. Yes, is there sir. ever a time? I mean, you played in the SEC. Obviously, you played against incredible players. Is there a time, whether in your short professional career or in college or in high school, where you didn't necessarily feel intimidated? Because I don't think that's part of your makeup. But is there someone you went up against where you're like, "Whoa, this this guy's this guy's got it," and I got to get to that level? Um, 
honestly, just being in a circuit, the Nike EYBL circuit, you've seen all the players that you knew, like with eventually being a uh, NBA just growing up. It wasn't never no specific guy, but just like I had a great class coming out of high school. So, like, uh, honestly, no, there's no specific guy, but I didn't ran across a lot of people that I was just like, you know, like, you know, I didn't get in that weight room a little bit, but that, you know, it, that happens to all of us, of course. Of course. So, you, you spend three games with uh, the Magic. You've been with Lakeland the season before as well, yeah, so you've been yeah. part of that organization. Uh, and you come back to Hamilton yeah. last season, uh-huh. finish out the season really strong get to the championship game and the championship weekend is insane for so many reasons and i talked to coach schmidt about it i mean his wife was having his baby seven weeks Mm -hmm. premature he's checking his phone throughout practice trying to keep things have to leave and come back like it's crazy and so during that interim period between friday and sunday because friday the kid's born and then he Mm -hmm. leaves what are your memories going into that weekend and your leader sort of being distracted in a time where, like, you really don't well, think like, you can afford that? He didn't even really know. Like, his wife didn't even tell him until, like, after the fact because she didn't want him to, like, leave and be distracted. So, because she knew that he probably would leave. So, she told him after the fact and he left anyway. And we, like, he told us, of course, and we were just, of course, we we're going to be there for him. But we were surprised that he came right, like, right back. He turned around and came right back. So, we was like, oh, snap. So it was just like two trophies in one weekend for him. And I, I kept telling him that it was two trophies in one weekend. Like It was a perfect timing. So you guys are in the championship game on Sunday. The most crazy ending to that game yeah. that I've ever seen. <laughs> um, now, to, just to remind the listeners, you guys are up by 16 points, I think, heading into Elam yeah, time. It was almost a dub. It was almost 20. Right. And... I asked Coach Smith about this too, but I created a meter from one to ten, and I asked him how is he feeling. And the name of the meter was the shitting your pants meter. Okay, so on a scale from one to ten, there were I brought him through a number of moments in that in that Elam ending time, but I'll just bring you through a couple. So the first one, I think it's eighty six, eighty one, or eighty seven, seventy one at the time, and Aaron Best. He makes this in and out dribble and gets to the gets into the paint and throws down a huge, yeah. huge slam. Eighty nine seventy one, what is from one to ten, where are you at on the shitting your pants meter? One being you're totally regular, ten being it's an emergency. At eighty nine seventy one, the target score is ninety. Where are you at on from one to ten? Hold on, wait. When you saying that, you said like, "Am I scared or like?" Or yeah. Happy? So, so what? One is you're you're feeling relaxed. Oh, I'm relaxed. I was I was relaxed at that point. I was excited to like <laughs> we was about to win. You could see me on a film. Like I was screaming. I was right behind him. I was screaming when he dunked that joint. Like it was crazy. So I wasn't I wasn't scared at that moment. No, I was relaxed. <laughs> that's and that's what I figured. And and, yeah. and I think that it seemed like Aaron Best provided that not just in that moment Mm -hmm. but throughout the season i mean he barely played on the court for you guys but it seemed like just watching the practices you guys had Mm -hmm. canadian kid went to a canadian university but it seemed like aaron best had this presence about him that really trickled down to everybody what was it about him that that provided that i mean he was he's just guy i mean everybody know everybody know ab and he's very well respected and the way he carry himself is that's just him, honestly. Like he don't really gotta do too much or say too much for 
for guys to like to to you know what I'm saying not do what he say but like do what he say at the end of the day. <laughs> he doesn't talk much. He just sort of leads nah, like, by example he, in that yeah, way. He's he a great guy though. Like yeah, he just lead by example. Like he always working. He lean by example. Like I said, that's the perfect perfect way to explain it. Like he never do nothing out of the out of character. Like he gonna always be him. Like so that's you're one point away from the target score and you're up by eighteen. Yeah, now let's fast forward a little bit. Like ten different crazy events happen in this target score time. There was like a four point play from Jalen Harris because there was a foul off the ball, and there was someone drinking and getting in Ryan Schmidt's face. Mm-hmm. You foul out. Mm-hmm. So skip all the way to eighty nine, eighty eight. So they've made up. They've made it one of a seventeen zero run. Target score is ninety. And Caleb Agata has the ball. You don't even have any timeouts left. So before this possession gets going, one to ten, shitting your pants meter. Definitely a ten. Definitely a ten. I was scared. Like I was, <laughs> I was definitely a ten because when I look, because Coach said, just all we need is one point. Don't foul. Let them score. We're going to come down. You know what I'm saying? We, we up 18. We're going to get a point. So, we like, all right, bet. So, as you can see, every possession we come down, we just let them score, let them score. And that's exactly what happened. They came all the way back. And then once I fouled out, that's when I was like, ah, now, now I'm kind of worried. I'm scared because I ain't on the floor no more. Because <laughs> at one point, we was up. And I was like, it was a timeout. I'm in a. I'm on a bench crying in a timeout. Like, man, I'm about to win. Game over with. Like, that's how I'm looking at it. I look up like, yo, we only go about one point. <laughs> I'm scratching my head like, yo, what's going on? But no, nah, that was that was definitely one of the, the top scariest moments in basketball for sure. So Caleb brings it up. Yeah. Coach runs a pick and roll. Um, I can't remember if he actually used the screen or if he just made a move into the lane, but he gets into the paint and he draws a foul. Yeah, shout out to a guy the ball, man. Got a ball, <laughs> Burlington's <laughs> finest hometown kid, and he he's closed games out from the foul line for you guys right. a few times. But he draws the foul on a, on a play where the referees might not have called it. Exactly, in. exactly. So we, it was risky. It was a little shaky, but I take it. You feel me? <laughs> I feel you. I'm with him. I mean, I listen. I remember watching it from afar. I was actually away with uh, my family, and I'm like. I had to get it was so hard to get a feed even to watch the game and I'm watching it and I'm looking at my at my brother and I'm like dude I can't, I can't talk to Ryan I can't talk to anybody on this team if they lose this game this is just this is crazy and anyway he gets the foul doesn't make you sweat he makes the first free throw and look you've been involved again like in, in big games and SEC and in the G League I'm not sure if you've ever won a championship before. I know you you, you were you came one point short in high school. We yeah. talked about before. Yeah, so <laughs> I do. Yeah, we talked about it. See, I remember the conversation from a year ago. I know you got bigger things to worry about, but um, this championship, you know, for some people, like an NBA fan would be like, "Oh, it's a CEBL championship or whatever." But you, to me, oh, from the outside, you saw what it meant. Yeah, it seemed like what what did it mean for you in that moment? Can you recall the free throw going lie. in? It meant a lot. I, I took a deep breath and was be able to like like breathe. Like that was my first time. I kept saying like that's my first time actually knowing what it felt like to to win a real championship versus it being like an AAU game. Like oh, I never count. That like, I ain't never win in high school. I ain't never win in middle school. None of that stuff. I ain't win in college. I ain't never make it past second round in college. I was always losing. So 
this season when we was all talking, I'm, I just kept saying it. Like, we had our uh, did these little interviews when we first got there. Like, what's our goals? And all of us said the literally the exact same thing. And I was like, man, it's my first time ever being on a team where I feel like I'm gonna actually win, like win a championship. And once it happened, bro, I just everybody that asked me in the interview, I'm like, I'm saying the exact same stuff. Like, bro, I knew this was gonna happen, bro. Like, I, I felt the vibe from everybody. I got that vibe from everybody. Like, one through fifteen, like on the court, off the court, like we we just vibed with each other. And I feel like that's what took us that long way. Like, it wasn't no, it wasn't no no fakeness on the team. Like we always like real brothers, and I feel like that's what took us to the championship. And and that's rare for a team that's together for three months. Yeah. That's Crazy. in all likelihood gonna go their separate ways and maybe never return to the same exactly. team. Exactly. So that that togetherness is something that's rare. And you know, I was wondering. So you guys obviously have an amazing celebration in Ottawa. Mm-hmm. At some point, you head back home. I assume. Yeah, I went home. Uh, like by the by the time it was the seventeenth. I was about out at the crib. I went home for like four days before I left and went to Romania. Right. So in those four days, sorry, do you have one kid or two? One. I got one. We got one. <laughs> um, I remember. Uh, my apologies. No, you good. Bro. I couldn't remember. Good, um, do you celebrate with him? Yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. So, for sure. so what J- was what J3. was it like? What's his name? Well, his mom and I call him J three. I call him TJ for Tillman Jr. But okay. He had, he had third. Um, what was it like celebrating with him? Talking about uh, when I went back home. Yeah. I mean, honestly, he don't really he he didn't really know like I won a championship until I got there. But it was it was pretty good to be back home with the family in general. To be honest, yeah. Just, like, just being back home and like going home and being able to show off my championship goggles, that hat for the first time, have my net with me, like like this is just showing them like this is what it feels like to to actually because you know. Just work and actually win. They they ain't never seen me win either. So like it just felt home to good to go to the crib. I mean, and you know in your in our last uh, in our first interview you mentioned people didn't want to take chances on any St. Louis kid yeah, yeah, because of people fall down the wrong path. Yeah. And I know you came back in your last year of high school to East St. Louis to prove that you could make it out of East St. Louis. Was this another notch in that showing the community yeah. that you could someone from East St. Louis can make it? Hundred uh, percent. Every time I um, like talk to my my peers back at the crib, they they always tell me like you know keep going, you, you motivating us still like that like. I was one of them as at one point in time and I made it out of there and they just always remind me like you made it out bro like keep doing what you're doing I never forget where I come from at the end of the day but like I got people back at home that actually look up to me because I was in a position that they was in and I actually like I said made it out and I'm not uh being big-headed or cocky about it and stuff like that like I actually still when I go back home I try to do as much as I can to help out to be honest like you know, speaking of uh, you know, you're being far from home and always remembering your home, yeah, right. like you said, you head off to Romania for a short, for a six-game stint, yeah. okay? It, it ended in a meniscus injury, am I correct? Yes, meniscus. So, but it was your first time yeah. in Europe, uh-huh. right? Yeah, yeah, and first, first. I know the capital of Romania is Bucharest. I don't uh-huh. know if you, if you went there, but... Yeah, that's um, where I was at, Bucharest. Oh, you were in Bucharest, yeah. okay. So, culture shock, what's... what? What was, was that like landing man, there? It was different. I was coming from Canada, just won a championship. <laughs> coming from Canada with all these nice people and stuff like that. I touched down and it was just totally different. Like it went from everybody being all happy all the time to everywhere I walked, everybody just looked at angry and 
it was just like a whole different like vibe and i was just like yo what just happened like i was just out here like you know what i'm saying but far as like the basketball wise and like the people i feel like they was like had great food and it was beautiful sights people were like they wasn't like rude or anything it just they always had this look like they was just angry but they never like came off as like oh no 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 racist stuff like that but i I was fine with that and stuff like that but it was just good that i can actually walk around at nighttime and see the sights and not have to worry about you know what i'm saying something happening to me so that was that was the beauty of it so and i you know i imagine you know it's a short stint that was ended pre very prematurely but but like the if, if you could take any positives from it in, the, in that short time what, um, what, what would be the biggest one or two that you could think of the positives I would take out of this as far as like for for me honestly just making sure I go over there well you talking about going overseas or just playing overseas I mean in, in any way any any aspect you want to take it um, whether it's basketball whether it's life whether it's seeing a different part of the world something you, uh, you would, took relationships I would say like culture wise Learn how to adjust to different cultures. Um, if you're gonna be able, if you're gonna be in a position to where you gotta go to a different country and play basketball, I feel like you gotta develop a mindset to where you can be able to withstand being there for a long time and getting used to the way of day living compared to how you used to been living all your life. It's like that was a lot for me. Like it was that was different and the basketball is completely different when it comes to from being in an NBA environment and playing overseas I feel like everyone would say that like it's a totally different game with the the no lane no shot clock uh no lane violation and all that stuff and sometimes some places don't even do fast breaks so it's like my game is to be an athletic guy that run up and down the court and jump and dunk and stuff like that and in Romania most of the time you get a fast break they calling a foul just so you can walk it up and it was just like so most of the time I was doing a lot of walking I had most of my fun in the preseason by the time the season got started it was time for me to go so I mean I ended up with the 905 so it ended well for me like yeah so you come over to the 905 and I remember I see you I see Kobe I'm like oh man this is this is great I got a couple of guys I'm I'm a little familiar with and your second game put up 15 points you're the first paint presence that year, although Kylie Kelly developed it to that paint presence as the season went on. But you're you're throwing it down the second game of the of the year, um, 15 points, and you know guys are coming up and down, and so yeah. your role is changing. Yeah, right. Yeah. And Kobe yeah. talked about the biggest adjustment being like, "Look, I'll play any role you want me to, but this lack of minutes is is an adjust is the you know is an adjustment." How was that adjustment the first time, I imagine, in your career, other than that the little summer league thing where you're the 13th, 14th guy? How'd that, how'd that, uh, how'd you digest that and over the course of the season? So being at my, it was my second year, I already knew it was coming because I played with Lakeland and the guys that were on two ways and the assignment guys, they were guards instead of being big men. Mm. So I seen all the, the frustration my first year and I didn't realize what they was going through I was saying like bro you fine you good like bro he just a Simon guy like he gotta come down that's his role he gotta play like you knew this and I was just standing like that and I didn't really understand it to me being a 905 
it was happening to me every other game. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, you know what? I can't even be mad because I didn't seen this already. Like, I already knew what this was. Coach would come in one day, like, oh, you're not playing. I'd just be like, yes, sir. Like, I'm all right. Like, I, ain't nothing I can do about that. You got two big men that's already signed playing or on two-way or something like that. So it's like, what can I do about it at the end of the day? I just got to wait for my number to be called. But it did feel weird actually being on the bench, knowing I could be in the game doing something. And I'm getting in the game with like the last 30 seconds or the last minute. I was like, yo, I feel like one of those guys now that I was like, <laughs> I feel like one of them players now when you're not. So it's like, it's really a humbling experience, but you just, that's part of the game to be honest. But I remember one move in garbage time. I think it was garbage time. It just came to my mind. Um, you would come in. I think you. What what I remember is you gave someone a ball fake. Yeah. Oh, you remember this? Okay, because I don't even remember the rest of it. My, and, okay, so you, <laughs> that's funny. You gave someone a ball fake. He totally turned around. You end up dunking it, and I think you gave him the too small. Um, now this is the one thing I have in common with you. Okay, and. Please don't take it the wrong way, because when I was in high school, in my last season, I wasn't playing that much, okay? I was coming in near the end of the game if it was a 20-point game, right? And my whole thing was... You fit to do something. Well, well, that's the thing. Yeah, I want to do something, but I also don't want... It kind of looks weird when it's a 20-point game, and you're just, like, going all out, going crazy, picking up guys or whatever, and you're trying to, like, not look... Like you're too into it almost. So I thought it was like a half-hearted, you're too small type of thing. Is that was I reading that correctly? I was just like, I was trying to do too much, but I was just like, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Put me in the game. Like, <laughs> so much little, like little messaging in that one little too small thing. And you did the exact same move to Michael Flowers against yeah, Ottawa yeah, as well. The uh, they not reading the camera. <laughs> I think I do that every game if somebody falls for it, regardless if I like score it or not. Um, so you know, so that's so you've you learned the lesson in your first year at Lakeland about mm-hmm. the guards sort of having to take a step down, and then you feel it yourself, and yeah. it's a different feeling. But I imagine you know you took a lot from that experience with the nine hundred five. You're and you're reunited with a bunch of guys with Brampton, and that's got to be the first time since college that. You're returning to a familiar team. Yeah. What what was the feeling like to know that you were returning to familiar I mean, they surroundings? Was the reason, they was the reason I came back, to be honest. Uh, if it, I, that's what I said I was going to come back for. If my teammates come back, majority of all, I didn't want to just come back and it just be two of us. I wanted the, the, a core to come back so we can like keep our foundation from last year and actually show people what it what we went through and like, tell them our stories and stuff that that we experienced that end up getting to that championship what's up gang <laughs> got the rook over there oh that's calvin baker is just walking by yes sir um playing some big minutes for you guys uh in the last in the last game uh so you guys are back the core is back the season's different okay um you guys lose the first two win four straight and it's been touch and go yeah. for the, for the rest of the, for the much of the rest of the season. And um, what I see from because sometimes I get to commentate the game, so I'm on the floor. Sometimes, and you can tell me if I'm reading it incorrectly, there'll be a moment in the second half where you are like, "Screw it, 
Like let's let's. I, there's one time where you like you galloped into the paint for this just this post touch, whichever it was. It's like oh, Jeremiah's got something like a little extra juice in the second half. Something like I'm tired of this. Like I want the I want the ball. Or am I reading it correctly? There's a, there's sometimes the second half juice mm-hmm. that um, that you that you're bringing. Well, I hope I ain't snitching on myself, but the way the 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 game goes for me, I just try to get to the second half with this. Less possible, less fouls as possible, mm. so I can just hoop. And by the time the fourth quarter come and Elam come, I'm not already with four or three fouls, so I can like still play aggressive. And you know what I'm saying? Coming out in the game, normally I'm always out there being aggressive. Just gotta play a, a mind game with the refs at this point, because me since college, since high school, the foul just been a knock on me. So it just ain't nothing I'm new to and I had a talk with coach and he was just telling me like try try to do this one game like try to like he give me like certain tactics and methods to do and see if I can if I like it and how I play while I'm doing that if if I play well then I just stick to that type of stuff so I mean because the last few games you missed the last one but I feel like I've seen the juice for the entire game a couple of huge dunks um Catching in the lane, like sort of in semi-transition with a tomahawk dunk that I can think of from a few games ago. So it's it's coming together. And when Coach uh, Casimir was the acting head coach, I asked him about you. And he says, I know there's this other level. This was maybe four games ago. Yeah. There's another level that he can go. And I think you're, you're displaying that. And now at the same time, you missed the last game. You're hoping to be back for the next one against Montreal. Yeah, that's the plan for sure. Um, going forward, you're in a dogfight for, for a playoff spot. You're about to place Montreal, the team. You're fighting for the playoff spot. Your mindset, how you're feeling about the trajectory of this team for the last four or five games of the season? All we all we need to do is just get a playoff spot, to be honest. I mean that in the most humblest way. Not trying to sound like all cocky and stuff like that, but like we just we just worried about getting getting a spot we're gonna take care of everything else and worry about all that we just want to get there get in the spot and be able to have a chance to to play for the championship we can if we ain't got no chance then that's not good for us but right now we just like you said we're worrying about montreal we're ready to, to to lock in and focus on them and take it one game at a time but these next four next you said next four or next couple what do you say you're six and Nine or six? I think you're six and nine right now. So you got yeah, five, five games, games left. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, these next five games, we're taking it one by one. Of course, we we need all of them to be honest. No, nobody want to lose, but we're gonna take it one by one. We tie with Montreal. Try to get this. Well, try to get this win. Just like I said, I'm talking humble as possible, but try to get this win, man, and just take it one step at a time, boss. All right, Jeremiah. Well, I. You know, as someone covering the team and covering you guys, we I root for everyone's success. I hope you guys have a successful trip to Montreal and Thanks, make it on to the playoffs. And and good luck to you in that. And good luck to you in wherever else your career takes you from Thank there. You. I appreciate it, boss.